Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many have written to me with some variation on the theme of what should I do if I want something different in the bedroom than my partner does. And sometimes this is about one person wanting to have sex more or less often. And sometimes it's about what you're actually doing in your sex life. No matter what the exact issue is, if you want different things in the bedroom than your partner, I have got your back. Today, I'm going to share my three-step process for what to do if you want different things in bed. And you can download the 15 questions to ask for a better sex life by coming on over to abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 107. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Welcome, episode 107. That's right, babies. That's right. We are in season three. I am answering your questions. I am putting on my Ask Dr. Abby hat today. And uh, if you don't know where you are, this is the Relationships Made Easy podcast with your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. That's me. So, and of course, you can just call me Abby. I only make my mother call me Dr. Abby. So this is such a great topic because I, when I get the same question over and over, I know obviously that we're onto something that people really want to hear about. And I'm, uh, I'm excited because I've helped a lot of people figure this out. And so I'm, I'm here to help you today. So get ready. Uh, and before we jump in too much, I want to make sure that you know that I have a YouTube channel. 
Yes, I do. It's quite fabulous. And what I do is I post what I call connection quickies. So they're just quick videos. They're always less than 15 minutes, um, usually somewhere between 10 and 15. And uh, they're about whatever I'm talking about on the podcast, but I do it in video form because some people have, you might have a partner who will not listen to a podcast. They will not listen to me drone on for an hour. (laughs) Or you might have something you really liked in the podcast today, but then not want to necessarily go back and listen to the whole podcast. Like, where was that? When did she say that? What was that tip? And instead, you guys, you can just jump on over to the YouTube channel and please subscribe when you're there. Please, please, you got to subscribe. If you do it, please subscribe. And uh, you just hit the little red button, you know, it's not that hard. But, uh, and you can jump on over to a YouTube video and watch me sort of talk about the tip. It's obviously, or the tips, it's obviously a lot more condensed than the podcast because I'm doing it in less than 15 minutes, but you'll get the highlights. And especially if you've already listened to the podcast, it'll, I think, just reinforce the kind of top, top things. Um, So just a, a word about that. So please, and share it, share this, share everything, share, share. We're sharing. Sharing is caring. So, so let's get to it. Let's jump in. You know, I don't like too much fluff on the other side. Why is it so hard to talk about Abby? Why is it so hard to talk about sex? That's probably the first and foremost thing I get asked. And I'm going to tell you, it's not a newsflash, right? To hear that many people find it really hard to talk about sex. Since you were young, do you remember when you were young and your parents were awkwardly trying to talk to you about it? Gasp. Uh, It's likely been a sensitive topic your whole life. It it likely created embarrassment, feelings of inadequacy, even shame. Uh, In my house, my my mom, we were, my mom was really open around sex. My dad was not, but my mom was. um, And uh, she had kind of, you know, this open way of talking about it and that kind of thing, which... I'm sure bordered on inappropriate sometimes, but mostly was appropriate. But I will say I was raised feeling very easy about sex and talking about it, which was great. Um, And uh, so that's why I'm pretty comfortable talking about it now and saying things out loud that sometimes people are not comfortable hearing. But I do remember that my mom's rule was when any of us, any of us kids were old enough to start asking about sex, she would hand us, she had this like book. I don't remember what the book was now, but there was a book about like sex. And then she'd give that to us and we'd read it. That was like, she felt like the time to that we were ready. It was written for pretty young. It wasn't even for teenagers. It was written younger. Um, so just with those kind of introductory concepts. And then we would she would talk about it with us. But then she would follow up and sort of say, okay, you read the book. What questions do you have? What'd you think about this? What'd you think about that? And just sort of start that dialogue. And I have to say of all the things um, that were, you know, I feel now were messed up in my household. This was not one of them. This was one of those, you know, she talked openly about uh, masturbation, what it is, you know, th- those kinds of things. And it was great to have that uh, introduction in that way. And I will say, in case any of you out there are thinking, oh, if parents are like that, then their kids will have sex early. I did not. I didn't have, I didn't lose my virginity till in my early 20s. And um, I know, right? Just talking about it. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm <laughs> right now, someone's listening going, Abby, this is just too much information. But there you go. It's why you're listening. Um, 
But no, I, it didn't make me think, oh, I want to have sex sooner. It was just the opposite because we talked about so much about being connected to someone and that you could never get that back and blah, blah, blah. You know, we had these longer conversations and it actually made me feel like sex was more something really important and I could talk about those things as opposed to when you don't talk about it and you don't realize what a big deal it is to have sex and then you do early because you don't think it was a thing and everyone's not talking about it and you're not sure. So anyway, but that's actually, isn't that another conversation on parenting? So let me let me get off of that. Sorry. So <laughs> no matter really what, you know, uh, there are there are so many reasons really for for people not talking about sex. And some of those are, you might be trauma in your own life, intergenerational trauma, cultural uh, views, religious reasons. It, it just there's so many ways that, uh, or just plain ignorance, right? It, it could be that. But there's so many reasons why um, we didn't talk about it and, and how that uh, affected your thinking about it right till today, till, till right this minute as we're talking about it. And so we're today we're going in on talking about sex. Uh, so uh, on your own, you know, because really, well, let me say this, talking about sex is your way to better sex. That's why I'm going all in on talking about it today. Talking about sex is your way to better sex. If you want different things in the bedroom at the end of the day, you got to talk. But educating yourself is your second best way to have better sex. So really educating yourself is definitely your second best way. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to be talking, talking about sex today, and that's going to be great, and how to talk about it and how to do that. And that's my three-step process. But on your own, I really want you to educate yourself as much as possible. I'm always reading more books about it. I think I know, and I don't know everything. So this mean, this can mean books about sexual positions, techniques, uh, male-female anatomy. You know, it's not just like the Kama Sutra, right? It's not just that. So my only caveat, my only little warning is don't use porn to educate. And yes, I'm going to say that out loud because some people do. I've had people come in and talk about that. Uh, I I think porn can have a great place in the bedroom. I'm I'm not anti-porn, but I am, but it offers. It really has a very, very, very unrealistic view of what a sexual life can and should be. It's fantasy. It's not real. Women aren't always wet and ready. Most women are not multi-orgasmic. Uh, you know that kind of thing, right? That and. Uh, you know, men wanting to have sex for hours and hours, you know, men tend to get desensitized the longer something's happening. So sometimes that's really not what they want to have happen, you know, all those things. So porn, fine. We'll talk about porn a little later, but not where I want your education to come from. And I know you're, since you're going to ask, I know you're asking right now, well, gee, Abby, where should it? I'm going to list my three favorite books on the web, on the podcast page. So again, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 107. I will list my three favorite books with links that you can go right to them. But, uh, you know, um, Come As You Are are really good. That's the surprising new science that will transform your sex life by Emily Nagoski. I always say her name wrong, I think. Um, Love Worth Making is really good by Steven Snyder. And then um, I really like Gottman's A Man's Guide to Women. Uh, but anyway, you can come on over to the website, get those. The link will be right there. You can link right to it and go get them. So 
Okay, now let's talk about my three-step process for what to do when you want different things in bed. What's my three-step process? So yeah, I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on how we got here because I think if you've had any amount of therapy or self-awareness, you kind of know how you got here and um, why you you kind of haven't talked about sex or why you don't have a satisfying sex life or not anymore or whatever the words are. But um, so- Step one, let's talk about step one. So my three-step process is get comfortable with yourself first. That's step one. And let me explain this. The I find that the biggest issue tends to be that you're not comfortable talking about sex to begin with at all with anybody, with anybody. If you're comfortable talking about sex, then you can skip to step two, okay? You can go right to step two. Although I'm gonna ask you to listen anyway, even if you are, if you think you're comfortable talking about sex. Um, but either way, so I'd like you to work on this first. And what here's what I want you to do. And it's what I have clients do who are really uncomfortable around sex and it's um, worked very well. It's It's been, um, it's very effective what I'm about to teach you, this little tool. So, The first thing you do is you write a list of all the sex words you can think of. Every sex word you can think of. So uh, that has to do with sex from the, you know, very clinical terms if you want to the super slang terms if you want. Um, So vagina to pussy, from penis to cock, you know, making love to fucking. I want all of it, right? 69, cowgirl, Truffle butter, whatever, whatever. I know truffle butter, right? That's a good one. Look, you you, you should look that up if you don't know what it means. Um, it's ugh, it's a little icky, but anyway, I digress. Sorry. Any and all terms you've ever heard, they go on the list. Okay, everything goes on the list, and then so that's number one. Then I want you to practice saying the words out loud. So get yourself alone somewhere. No one can hear you. No one can interrupt. And just say them out loud. Just say them out loud. Say And say it over and over until it literally just becomes almost boring. Penis, 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 penis. Just penis, 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 penis. Uh, and just do it over and over. Hopefully you're not listening to this in the car with your kids and they're going, why is she saying penis over and over? Anyway, which would actually be great because you have a great conversation. Um, <laughs> then, so, and and try to get as comfortable as you can. Okay, just saying them out loud again till they almost don't have meaning anymore, these words. And once you're com- a little more at least comfortable with that and hopefully pretty comfortable with that, then I want you to stand in front of a mirror and say them. Okay, so looking at yourself in a mirror, mirror work of any kind is usually pretty powerful. Um, I had uh, uh, talked about some mirror exercises before that from the amazing Louise Hay, who would talk about getting in front of a mirror and saying, I love you to yourself, you know, and actually with your name, like you'd go look at yourself and be like, I, lo- I love you, Abby. I love you so much. And really make that eye contact, say it with meaning and feeling. It's, inc- it's hard. G- try that one. It's, it's, it's hard stuff. Um, but this one is where you would actually say the word now looking at yourself. And because mirror work, there's a, a vulnerability that immediately becomes apparent. And this is the closest probably to speaking to your partner is you talking to yourself in a mirror. And you can, um, 
you can try to practice the words with maybe a best friend or someone else you trust. That's great too. But for sure, try this in the mirror. I think you'll be amazed at how uh, effective it is. And so, and then, so you'd say that into the mirror. You'd look at yourself and vagina, vagina, cock, cock, whatever the word is, and you would just say it and look at yourself and just, you know, experiment with it. Maybe experiment how you say the word and how long and where you put the accent. I would say the biggest thing is to make sure that you're not rushing through the word. A lot of times when people are feeling some embarrassment or shame or uh, discomfort, they rush over the word really quickly. And that's what I don't want you to do because I want you to, you know, you don't have to say vagina, you don't have to stretch it out ridiculously long, but I do want you to, uh, you know, experiment and hear yourself saying it and have it feel just like a flow as much as you can. And then, okay, so you're doing all this. This is all step one, people. All right, all step one. Then I want you to try out some sentences with requests or, you know, something you want, something you're feeling, something you that you would have during sex. So uh, I love when you suck on my breasts. Right. And to really say that, I love when you suck on my breasts. Maybe your voice gets lower. Maybe that's okay. Just don't have it disappear and say it. And if you're feeling really brave and if it fits you, it's got to fit. You know, don't get too crazy here. You can always, you know, get looser and looser as you go. Um, but it might be, you might throw slang in there. You know, you might talk um, what we say, talking dirtier, right? Uh, I love when you suck on my cock. That, that might be how that is, right? I love when you suck on my cock. Just right there, right there. So whatever that is, uh, uh, f- fuck me harder. And you might say that more in a louder voice. Fuck me harder. You might, you might say that differently. Uh, you, you, and practice it. Play with it. You're all alone. It's just you. Look it in the mirror. Just go for it. And you want to practice, practice, practice until you feel as comfortable as possible. And you might be thinking to yourself, I, that's not going to work, Abby. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm never going to be comfortable. I will tell you this. This is what we use for firemen, let's say, running into a burning building. Do you know every fiber of your being would tell you to run away from the burning building? You get that, right? It's scary to run in, to 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 just... And what they do is they practice over and over and over and over to practice out that fear instinct to make it so automatic, such a habit, such a way of being. The military, of course, does this too. Because, you know, most people go in the military have never killed anyone. And it's a possibility that you're going to end up killing someone if they're sending you somewhere, right? So they have to make sure that you're not going to freeze, or as sure as they can, that you're not going to freeze when some moment comes that you have to, or run into, I don't know, a, a battlefield and pull someone off or save someone or whatever. These are acts that we don't do every day. And so we have to, um, we really are practicing so much so that they become so rote, they become easy and habitual. And so I'm telling you it works everywhere else, it'll work here too, it does. So if you practice this every day for one minute, give yourself one minute in the morning in the mirror to practice, do it in the shower if you want, if you're not, you know, you don't just have to do the mirror work. Whatever you can do to say this over and over. And here's the thing to get, you know, if you're more open, your partner will be more open. End of story. And it's funny, as I was doing this, um, I was 
talking to Gary about it. I was like, oh, here's this three-step process. And what do you think? And um, because <laughs> I know this will be a shock to most of you that I'm pretty vocal in the bedroom. Uh, I don't I have any trouble saying what I want and like. And and he that was actually his line. He said, you know, I think it's more if one of you is more open, the other one feels that trust, that ease, that ability to be more open too. You know, you're putting yourself out there in this vulnerable way, and it's it's generally reciprocated. And it had never occurred to me because he's super open. I, I'd never occurred to me that maybe he wasn't like that before I met him. <laughs> it never occurred to me. Um, and so of course I'm gonna have a long conversation with him later. We were sort of in the middle of something when when this came up, but uh, I thought about it later and, and he just presented in this wonderfully open way. Uh, and I just assumed that was him, but it didn't occur to me. Maybe it was because I was so open. Like I said, we're gonna have a longer conversation later in the moment we couldn't, but um, so start the process, start the process, start with you getting more comfortable and at ease, just saying the words, just putting it out there. Okay. So that's step one. And this, you know, practice this for a couple of weeks, if you want practice this for a little while, months, whatever it takes so that by the time you come to the actual conversation, uh, with your partner, you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. Step two is the short, is the easiest one or not the easiest one, I'm sorry, is the, the shortest one. <laughs> and because step two is about the timing. Timing. This is the, the shortest step because you don't want to wait until you're in bed before speaking with your partner about sex. Waiting till you're both naked laying in bed and they're already licking you somewhere you don't like, that's not the time to say something. It is not. That is the time when there could be a lot of uh, defensiveness, anger, uh, you know, yuckiness, just bleh. No one wants that. Everyone's out there in their vulnerable state being naked and doing stuff. That is not when you want feedback about your sex life, okay? So I want these conversations to happen fully clothed. And it's really best to pick a time when you feel really connected to your partner out of the bedroom, out of the bedroom, fully clothed. That's the time to choose. If maybe you're out to dinner and just had a, a nice little moment, maybe you both just, uh, Gary and I yesterday, went, we went and found the Mr. Softy truck twice this weekend because I love soft ice cream. Um, you know, we, and we were sort of in the car and, you know, he has a convertible, we put the top down and uh, we just were like hanging out, eating our ice cream, just the two of us. It was really this fun, I know, no children, ha. Uh, it was just this fun little moment that we had. It was really great. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or any of those places, you saw it because I posted it everywhere. But that, you know, if we were having something going on, anything really, that would have been a great time for me to bring something up because it we're just in this nice connected state. What do I say all the time? You have to connect to correct, right? So you, you want to be in that connected state before you say anything. And you're not really going to be correcting. So let me be clear when I get to step three, I'll talk about this, but um, I I do want you to have that. So so the timing. And then the other piece of timing, so is you know the right time, right? And then I want you to do two things. I want you to start with permission and make sure you have full attention before you proceed, okay? Full attention. So that, and and you've got to get permission first. That's part of the way you get full attention. Um, you might ask your partner, hey, do you have a few minutes to talk? There's something, you know, uh, is now a good time? I have something I want to speak to you about. And may, wait for the answer. And if they say to you, yeah, and they're staring at their phone, just be silent for a moment. Just be silent. 
usually people, when you're totally silent, you're just standing there, they'll suddenly look up, they'll realize that they were lost in their phone. Uh, and you can, and you can say to them, are you sure? And be kind. You really mean this. Don't be like, oh, are you sure? You said you were, and now you're not. Don't do that. Please don't do that. This is not the time. This, and it's not going to help. And it's certainly not going to give you, you do not want to have the conversation if you're pissed off. That is not the time to have this conversation. So again, you might just stop and say, well, it's something really important. I need to know if it's a time when you don't have to have your cell phone out, you know, even in the room with us. I don't want any distractions when we have this talk. Is that, is this a good time? If it's not, tell me when is and we'll do it. But there can't be TV on in the back. You know, if if there, this is not a time if you're the woman walking in, your hubby's watching sports, uh, you know, you don't say, do you have a minute to talk? And he says, sure, during the commercial. No, that is not what you do. Just find another time. Find another time. Okay. So, that, and believe it or not, this timing piece is huge because as you know, in life, a lot of stuff has to do with timing and having someone's full attention and really that permission, like they're saying, yes, I'm here with you. I'm ready to have this conversation. Okay. And you do not have to put aside three hours for this conversation. And I actually suggest you don't. This is something that you probably will have multiple conversations about. I hope you do. I hope it's ongoing um, because wouldn't that be great to, to have this great conversation, try some things, do some things, see how it's moving, talk again, you know, have it just be part of the daily fabric of your relationship that sex is on the table is one of the topics you talk about. What a great thing. So uh, talk about in a healthy, loving way. Okay, because I know sometimes it's on the table, but not in a healthy, loving way. All right, so that's step two, okay? So step one is you getting comfortable saying the things. Step two is all about the timing, getting full attention, you know, asking permission to talk, making sure they're right there with you. And then step three is talk about what you do want, not what you don't want. You gotta talk about what you do want. So when you're sure you have both their permission and their full attention, Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What I want you to do first is start by talking about how you feel. Right in that moment, it's the best way. You start that kind of vulnerability. You start that connection by sh by showing them what you want, which is by modeling that behavior. So uh, it might be, uh, you know, I'm really, you know, thanks for talking to me. I'm a little uncomfortable actually talking about this, but our sex life is important to me, and I want to 
open up and I want to have a conver- an open conversation about it. Or, um, or just, you know, I'm nervous to speak to you about this. Um, I'm feeling a little embarrassed and self-conscious right now uh, to talk about this with you. So I really need you to be extra sensitive right now. And you might even stop and say, do you feel like you're in a place to do that right now? I, I really need your full I, I need you here, babe. I need your full attention and I need maybe even touch their hands, make make full eye contact here. Um, I need to know this is a good time for that with you because um, I'm feeling really vulnerable and a little scared having this conversation and I need your full support. I need to know that you have my back doing this and wait for the answer. Don't just then move on. Wait, make them answer you. So yes or no to that. And so if you don't like something your partner's doing in bed, you you really don't have to point it out as much as you need to point them towards what you do want. So you don't have to point out what they're not doing. You want to point them to what they do want. This is why you need to get more comfortable first so you can ask for what you want. If you're not comfortable first with those words and saying the things, uh, then it's going to be really hard to have this conversation. Right. You're going to, and please, please, if you're in a place where you don't want to say the words, where you're trying to jump around and using the words like it and that or whatever, you're not ready to have this conversation. You're not being vulnerable. You're not being open enough. Then the conversation isn't going to happen. It's really, you, you want to really be there. Um, you know, talking about what you want in the bedroom. And that's how you want to set it up. Not because, you know, your partner might go, well, well, do you not like it now? Or what am I doing wrong? Or what do you, and it's like, no, no, no. I'm just, it's one of those areas. I just want to be really good between us. It's the one thing married folks share, or, you know, when you're in a monogamous relationship, it's the one thing you share that you don't share anywhere else. You can share your problems with your girlfriends or your boyfriend or your guy friends or whatever. You can, uh, you know, talk to other people about things. You can, there's all kinds of things that are in a marriage that you, or in a relationship that you share outside of that relationship, except sex, unless you have that set up that way, which isn't a majority of the relationships. The vast majority are monogamous. And so this is really this special, special thing that separates, you know, stops you from just being roommates to being a married couple. And I, or a, to, I keep using that word married, I apologize, but being a uh, committed couple. And I want to be clear that it's not, you can also talk about other things you want besides things that are actually sex. So it could be um, that you want more th- hugging outside the bedroom, right? That during the day, you'd like more physical contact. You 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 just would like that because for you, that's foreplay and uh, you you know that's something you want. Now notice I'm staying away. Remember I say don't sack your relationship. Don't offer suggestions, give advice, or criticize. And this is especially a place, especially a place. So a conversation might be, and this happened not that long ago with a couple I was working with, where the uh, woman was asking her male partner to, she said, you know, I'd really like it if we had more physical touch during the day that wasn't sexual. You know, that just was maybe a little teasing is fun sometimes, but that she wasn't worried that you'd want like sex right there, (laughs) especially because, you know, they're both home. And, uh, and he said, well, I feel like I do. What do you mean? Like, I, I already do touch you all the time. That's what he said. And, and she was like, well, and she started giving him suggestions. Well, 
what, you know, could you maybe, you know, maybe you could touch me more here and da, da, do and do this and do that. And I, and so I stopped her and I said, you know, let's get back. Remember, we always ask questions. So what questions could you ask right now? And what she, she actually did really well, because she ended up saying to him something along the lines of, well, you know, what do you think is happening that I don't feel like we touch much during the day and you feel like you touch me all the time? What do you, what do you think I mean by that? What do you think you could do differently? What do you think? And, and you know what? He came up with lots of good stuff. He actually said to her, oh, I think, well, when I touch you, you know, uh, I, I'm often, you know, patting your ass on the way out of the kitchen or something. He said, do you mean like hold hands more, you know, like on the couch? Do you, and then they had this great conversation about it. (laughs) And that is what she meant. Like that there would be kind of more cuddling. Like she, she wasn't using the exact right words. You know, she was looking actually for more kind of that cuddle aspect or that holding hands or even at the dinner table, you know, just sort of reach out and hold hands while they were talking or something, you know, more of that. And he was more like, he'd give her a kiss and he'd, pat her ass and he'd do different things, but he wasn't doing that kind of more intimate, slow sort of thing. And that's what they came up with, which was really sweet. So, you know, instead of just getting back and forth like that, try to, you know, if if your partner sees it differently, I'm saying you know a lot, I apologize. (laughs) If your partner sees it differently, instead of listing all the ways that they shouldn't see it that way or giving them all the suggestions, just stop all that and just ask them, wow, or make that statement, wow, I see it really differently. What? Well, what do you think we could do right here? What, how do you think we could come to some middle ground or some place, I hate the middle, you know, some new place together where we both feel sort of excited about how we touch each other during the day? What do you need more of from me? You know, and you start having that conversation. It's completely different. It's not about telling someone that they're doing it wrong. It's about sharing for you what you want and need. And that's the vulnerable part. And that's the part your partner will attach to. So, um, okay. So you're getting that good. So if you're, what do you want? You know, what is it? And you need to know that before the conversation starts. I really need you to get as clear as you can about what you're asking for them for, where, where you're trying to point them to. And remember again, do not get into the things they should not do. Um, Even if it's something I had uh, a couple not that long ago who um, she, he, he, men, you do this sometimes. I don't know why, but he was like, you know, farting now in the middle of the room. And he would think it was even funny to fart and like, in front of her and leave the room. So she was left with that wonderful smell. And, you know, he's leaving the bathroom door open, that kind of stuff. You guys know, I talk about this. I hate it. It's not sexy. Uh, It's overly familiar as far as I'm concerned. And it's hard enough, people. It is hard enough with all the ways that we are so familiar with our partners, living with them day in, day out, sharing meals, bathrooms. It is hard to keep anything separate and uh, sexy as it is. So please don't, you know, do more unsexy things on purpose. I mean, come on. So, and the same man was complaining that he wasn't getting enough blowjobs. And I was like, I wouldn't want to get down near there. If I'm looking at your crotch and every time I'm thinking of how, you know, you like poop and fart and everything, like, it's not sexy. I don't want to be down there. It, it doesn't feel good. So, you know, just, hey, take a minute there. Uh, but regardless, I want you to really think about um, so for her, it wasn't saying to him and I, and stop farting in front of me. I hate that. And stop doing this. She just said to him, 
you know, I want, she said it really well. I'm not going to do it as well right now, but she, you know, I sort of had coached her and she said something like, I'd like you to treat, oh, that's what she said. She said, I want you to treat each day, like almost like we're on a first date, more like that. The things that you would do on a first date and wouldn't do on a first date are how I want you being in, in our relationship day to day to help me, because that's going to really help me feel really romantic towards you and want to have more sex, because he was complaining there wasn't enough sex. And so do you see where I'm going here? So she, and he got it, he got it, but he wasn't, you know, and she wasn't berating him. She wasn't criticizing him. She was asking for what he, what she wanted. And he did start to go there. He's like, oh, so don't fart in front of you. You know, he started to do that thing. And she said, no, no, I don't want to. She said, what I'm asking for is think of the things you used to do when we were first dating. What did you used to do? And he started to talk about that. You know, he did. And they got in a nice place about it. And, you know, he gets the point not to fart. There you go. In front of her as much as possible. I get that every everybody has one sneak out every now and then, but don't make it a point. Okay. So, <laughs> It's imp- so I want you to think that you're uh, speaking up, but not criticizing. Um, I want you to be uh, d- very direct about what you want, and this, by the way, could be a time that you bring porn in. Maybe there's a video. If this would be something more like very like of a like the kind of sex you want to have, if you find a porn video that has it, great. You know, show it. Like here, here's an example of what I'm looking for. Now, you know, I bring my hairdresser pictures of the haircut I want. Helps him a lot. Says it every time. <laughs> he says, I love when you bring pictures in. You know, the more you can direct someone, the better. Now, someone might show your 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 man might show you some porn video and you're like, I can't bend that way. I don't even <laughs> I don't I don't know how to even do that. You know, you you might not want to do the thing, but at least you can now have a conversation. And you can start to talk about your comfort levels about things and how maybe were you maybe you couldn't do that thing yet, but maybe you could start somewhere else. And you can say that. You know, that feels like a lot for me. Um, so maybe it's anal play, may, or maybe it's, you know, anal sex. He maybe he really wants to have anal sex. And you're like, I've never had that before. I don't know about that. So you can back it up and think, oh, well, what if, you know, we just started with a finger? What if we started to watch videos on how to have great anal sex what together? You know, and that wouldn't be porn. That would be like an actual instructional video, right? What if we went and, and looked at different lubes online? You have to have lube for anal sex, by the way. Have to, have to. There's no juices back there from your from your vagina. They don't, they don't exist in your ass. You need to have lube. So, but regardless, right? So you start to have that conversation. And if you didn't even know that you had to have lube for sure, you might, you really might want some education first. These are all things. Find out about anal plugs. Find out about, you know, there's, there's tons of toys and things you can look into together to make it sort of a, a wee thing that we're doing. And you might even decide after that, you know what? I'm just not down the anal sex. I cannot think about, I just don't want to go there. And then you don't. It's okay. You can try other things, do other things. There's, I'm trying to remember how many positions are in the Kama Sutra. It's something like 68 or something like that. Or maybe it's 168. I don't even know. I think it's 68. It's something like that. Can you imagine how many sexual positions have you had? Think about it. If there's 68 of them and you've had maybe, you know, four, uh, hey, guess what? There's a few others. Try them out. Uh, there's a lot of places to go before you even get to something like anal or something else that you might not be as as cool with. And obviously, if if your partner wants to bring other people in the bedroom and all that, there's lots of things that you just you have to be clear about what you want. 
And again, you might want to start somewhere else to even, you know, way before that to even think if it's something you could possibly do or not do. Um, Ask a lot of questions during this time with what you do want, you know, really make sure that you're asking questions. Uh, Do a lot of pointing them in in the right direction. I love when you whatever, you know, I'd love to have more of that. I'd love to have so much more of X, Y, or Z. Um, You can tell them, you know, what that is and how much more you want. You can be encouraging. This conversation, if you go into it with the intention that it's going to be light, fun, have eagerness about it, excitement about it, that's the intention I need to to have. And that really, that's part of this step three is setting an intention before this conversation. You've got their permission, you have this their attention. And you can say it out loud to them, you know, I'd really, my intention in us talking right now is that we both right now are excited about the conversation, we're eager to have it, we're open to each other, we are um, really patient, we're really kind, like this is what I want right now. Do you feel like you can have that con- kind of conversation with me right this minute? And if the, and get that answer, yes or no. It's a, a wonderful thing. Sometimes when I'm meeting with a couple and there's a lot of tension, I'll stop and I'll just say, okay, I want to set an intention right now. I want to, I want you both to be reminded of why you're here. You're here working on the marriage because you want a marriage, because you want this relationship. So let's set that intention. Let's bring up that love. And when you do that, it's amazing how much better the conversation goes. So really that prep work for this conversation is the most important part. And again, and prep for it not with dread, not with shame, not with embarrassment, not with guilt or self-consciousness as much as you can. When you notice those things, shift them. Say to yourself, no, I don't have to be self-conscious. I can be uh, a little shy maybe, but excited. I could be titillated. I could be um, eager. I could be frisky. I could be a hundred things that aren't these other kind of more negative down feelings. So, and let me tell you, because I love you so much, you know how much I love you. I have a list of the 15 questions to ask for a better sex life. And you can, gotta love those. 15 questions to ask for a better sex life. And you can download those over on the show notes page on the website, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 107. And come on over the website Download your 15 questions to ask for a better sex life today. Uh, You know, as always, it's not going to cost you anything, but your email, and if you're already on my email list, you won't get on there triple times. No worries. You'll only ever be on there once unless you use a different email. And if you don't want to be on my email list after, just hit unsubscribe when the next email comes. Although I don't know why you would, because it's just every Wednesday I send out my newsletter, which is really fun. And I just talk about, you know, my life and Abbey world and things that I find wonderful and little teaches I have and all that kind of stuff. It's not, you know, that's what the, that's what the newsletter is. It's meant to inspire and motivate you every single week to have an amazing, uh, week to, to really, to feel like you're directed in a great way. Ah, and that's it for today. That's all our time together. It was wonderful as always. I love you so much. I am sending so much health and sanity out your way. I know that the world is feeling very upside down right now and you don't have to feel upside down right now. That's it. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.